0: Hey, humans, how's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey, Human Podcast. This is episode 385, and I had a conversation with Udo Erasmus. He's a best-selling author, most notably Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill, and he's the founder of Udo's Choice. He is the guy who invented flaxseed oil. We discuss pesticide poisoning pioneering machinery microbiology and finding the balance of nutrients to heal ourselves this is part two of my interview with udo find part one on episode 375 where we talk all about the spiritual center of self and this is focusing on the body center Check out heyhumanpodcast.com for links and to learn more about me and my guests and the show. Check out susanruth.com to learn more about me and my other artistic endeavors. Follow Susan Ruthism and Hey Human Podcast on social media. Find my albums on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, wherever you get your music. And rate, review, subscribe to Hey Human Podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It's super helpful and I really appreciate it. All right, let's get into this. Thank you for listening. Be well, be kind, be love. Here we go.
1: Hi. Where are you?
0: Uh, Santa Monica.
1: Oh, Santa Monica. How about you? Vancouver.
0: Welcome back, first of all. Hi. Yeah,
1: yeah, thank you. Hi.
0: It's nice to see you again. We're, we're gonna jump into part two. Part one was the spiritual self, I suppose, is the best yeah. way to put it. Yeah. And part two is now we're gonna speak about the, the body, how to keep it running well. Yeah. Give That's... everyone a little background. I encourage everyone to go listen to the other episode, of course, but give a little background to what led you into the uh, taking things internally to make yourself
1: better. How I got into nutrition, I, I got poisoned by pesticides in 1980 and that came out of my marriage broke up and I was really upset and uh, I, I basically I wanted to kill something so I took a job as a pesticide sprayer because pesticides are only made, their only purpose is to kill things and so I sprayed them really carelessly for about three years. I walked barefoot over the lawns I sprayed till the skin peeled off the bottom of my feet and then I started wearing rubber boots. But it was a summer job, I always did it in a bathing suit, I wear these rubber boots now and the wind would drift the spray on my back and somebody said to me, aren't you worried you're going to get poisoned? I said, nah, I'm immune. But I wasn't immune after three years of being really careless, I got poisoned by pesticides. And so I went to the doctor and said, uh, what do you have for pesticide poisoning? She said nothing. And that was the day it became I mean, I always knew, you know, I I I remember saying at one point, I know I only get one body. I know I need to take care of it. So I need to pay some attention. So I kind of knew that my health is my responsibility. But when she said nothing. The penny dropped and I could hear the sound really loud. (laughs) Oh your health is your responsibility. And so because I had background in biochemistry and genetics and science and so, and it was like, I found it interesting. uh, I decided I would try and figure it out for myself. They don't have it. The experts don't have anything. So let me figure it out. So I went and looked in the research in Medline. They had like 16 million different research studies are published there, 16 million. And I started to look at anything that had to do with health and nutrition disease and nutrition i didn't pay attention to water and air that much but the point of it was well your body is made out of food water and air so if something goes wrong with the body then the way you fix it is you raise your standard of intake of food water and air and your body turns over all the time like it's a major construction site 90 8% 8% of the molecules in your body today will have been removed and replaced if you and I get together next year at this time. 98%. You don't notice it, but you're always under major construction. And so if you raise your standard, then within 1 year you will have rebuilt 98% of your body to a higher standard. That's healing that's what's that's called healing. What did the pesticide poisoning do to you i got um i got uh, nausea cramps dizziness uh if i turned my head it felt like my head turned but my brain didn't obviously that's that's an experience because obviously when your head turns your brain turns but that's what it felt like and uh and then low energy i was 38 years old and if i walked around a city block i had to sit down and rest so i was like 80 You know, I'm 81 now. I have more energy than I did after I got poisoned. And I knew it came from the pesticides, you know, and then I went around and I talked to the people who gave me my pesticide sprayers license, government, and said, what do you have for pest? You know, what do you have? Can I come and look at some of the research you have on pesticide poisoning? And they said, no, we can't let you do that. And they said, anyway, you probably just have a flu. It's going around. I knew it wasn't the flu, so they were lying to me and uh they never in in when i was trained to spray pesticides they never said anything about pesticide poisoning nothing
0: i lived in nashville uh and Nashville's heavily sprayed
1: Mm -hmm. community yeah
0: and of course it's on all of our foods that are veggies and fruits and things and i started having lethargy and weird joint stuff and weird skin stuff and the doctor western medicine doctors kept saying that we can't find anything we can't find anything and I finally someone recommended another doctor to go to who is a biochemist Mm -hmm. that was their forte and I went to her and she ran some tests and she said you have pesticide poisoning Mm -hmm. and I said oh okay and she said your choices are getting all your blood out and put back in you know clean it put it back in or and that I went on a 6 month about treatment of this stuff I had to drink that was terrible that I kept in the freezer and as it was leaching out of my body it was coming out of the joints i've never i don't think i've ever been in as much pain as the week it took to leach that stuff out of me
1: wow wow amazing it's not fun no
0: <laughs> and i would argue and you might agree with me that i think a lot of people probably have a low grade pesticide poisoning at all times.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, the medical profession, I took a year of medicine because I wanted to know what health is. Uh, I think you've probably heard that story. And uh, you know, what I've realized over the years, everything they do in medicine is not natural. Cutting holes in you, cutting things, pieces out of you is not natural. The drugs they give you, they're not natural because if they were natural, you couldn't patent them. So you're always getting things that didn't exist in nature that don't belong in your body. That's why they have side effects. And it's kind of like you're trying to poison your way to health, and that's not how it works. It goes on and on, everything that's going on there. You know, radiation, you know, what you expect to cure cancer with rays that are known to cause cancer. You cut out a tumor. You, you know, it wasn't a tumor that gave you the cancer. Something happened in your body that grew the tumor. So you're dealing with the consequences and you're not dealing with the cause. And it goes, I mean, it goes on and on, the whole practice of medicine. You know, I, I'll give you another example. Cold and flu season. Cold and flu viruses have protein coats. They come in through your mouth or your nose or your eyes. And then they hang out in the back of your nose. So it's kind of, you can't sort of like pull them out, poke them out. You can maybe wash them out. But one of the things you can do, and if you were eating raw foods, like every other creature on the planet that eats, the enzymes in the raw food digest the food and the protease enzymes in those raw foods would digest the protein coats off the viruses and put the viruses out of commission. Would you have to put a carrot in your nose or how does that work? (laughs) Yeah, that would work. No, well, what we do now is what we, we make enzymes in capsules. So and, and then what you do is you, I do, what I do is I open a capsule on my on my tongue. In my mouth, swish them around everywhere, and then wherever they come in contact with a the virus, they put it out of commission before it even gets in your cells, and that's how you should be dealing with respiratory viruses because you want to pick them off. So you can do that with shooting uh, salt water up your nose. You can do it with uh, navage, you know, where you pour, you know, you hold your sideways, you put water in one nostril and then drain it out the other nostril, and then you turn it around the other way and do it again. But right? not with tap water. Do not just use regular old tap water. Well, it's the better to better use saline or even distilled water or even, and what I do is I shoot acid water up my nose that I get out of, I have a, an electrolyzing machine. So I, pH 2.5 water, I shoot it up my nose, shoot it in the back of my throat shoot it on my closed eyes. And it, it kills 99% of all the viruses in 30 seconds. And again, you're picking them off before they have a chance to get into cells and multiply. And when they get in it, when a virus gets in a cell, you know, it takes over the machinery and makes 200 or 300 copies of itself and then blows up the cell. And then there's 200 or 300 that are all looking for a cell to infect. Well, the best way to deal with it is pick them off, pick them off before they get in, or at least pick them off when they come out before they get into another cell. No, no, no. We take an antibiotic (laughs) and they don't work against viruses, right? Or we, you know, we do all kinds of other crazy stuff. And we do it in ways that are not natural to nature, even when you take injections. You know, when you take an injection, you know, for something that actually comes to you from the outside in the environment, why are you shooting it into the middle of your body when where the problem is, is on the surface of your, of your skin in your respiratory tract? Anyway, so, you know, and then so we have pesticides, they kill things, but we don't have anything to fix the problems they cause. And the problem is that pesticides kill living organisms. They do it by destroying their nervous system or by destroying their energy production. Those are the two main ways we do it. Well, all, all creatures on the planet have a lot of biochemistry in common. So if you take something that kills a rat, there's a really good chance that it's going to be poisonous to you as well. And if even if you have a pesticide that is a a uh, for killing weeds, there's a good chance that that weed killer is going to be bad for you as well.
0: Mm -hmm. The indigenous peoples understood this, which is why they planted particular crops in tandem with each other, so that one plant would make sure the weeds didn't grow. Another plant would feed the lower plant, another plant would get the sun for everybody, or maybe one plant would get everybody's water supply. They worked much in tandem.
1: Yeah, well, in fact, in fact, in nature, everything, everything lives together, you know, including 10, you know, bacteria, you know, that bacteria make up 10% of all the biomass on the planet. Doesn't surprise me. And human beings all only make up 0.1%. So there's a hundred times more bacteria biomass than human biomass on this planet. You think you can Clorox all of those bacteria to death? No, nah, don't even try. So you wash your hands, you know, and you don't, you know, stick it in the ground and then stick it in your nose or whatever, right? So you you do some hygiene, but you got to understand, you need to make your immune system so strong. And you do that because it's made out of food, water, air, air and light to strike the rest of the body. So if you live aligned with nature and eat aligned with nature, then you, have a pretty good chance of having an immune system that can keep you healthy in the midst of nature. But that's not what we do. I got poisoned by pesticides. I was looking for self-help and I looked at everything. It was everything to do with health and disease, uh, nutrition and health, nutrition and disease. And got stuck on oils because that was the most confusing area. There were lots of studies I, that I was reading, but I read one study and it says omega-6 is an essential fatty acid and essential fatty acid is defined as like essential nutrient is defined as in any nutrient that you have to have to live and be healthy, but cannot make in your own body and therefore have to bring in from outside. That's the first part. The second part is if you don't get enough of any, any essential nutrient, you cannot stay healthy your health will deteriorate, you will get deficiency symptoms, those symptoms are degenerative in nature, which just means your body's falling apart. And if you don't get enough of any essential nutrient long enough, you die. These are the essential building blocks for body construction, maintenance and repair. Okay. And then the third part of the definition is if you're deteriorating because you're not getting enough of an essential nutrient, but before you die, you bring enough back into into your body, then all the problems that come from not getting enough are reversed. And that's because life knows how to make a body using your genetic material, provided you take responsibility at your mouth to make sure that optimum amounts of the 42 essential nutrients land in your body, because life has to have them to build that body. And those 42, 18 minerals, 13 vitamins, nine essential amino acids that come from protein and two essential fatty acids that come from fats from come from oils. So the study says omega six is essential omega six linoleic acid is an essential nutrient, you have to have it to live and be healthy. And the very next study I read said, alpha linoleic acid omega-6 gives you cancer and kills you and what do you think happened <laughs> uh, 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 my head exploded <laughs> like how the hell can this happen i have to have it to be healthy and then it gives me cancer and kills me and it was like first i sat there and was like uh, what you know <laughs> and then it was like okay there must be something else missing there must be something missing So that forced me to look deeper into how oils are made. And what I found out is that when oils are made, the way industry makes oils, they press the oil out or they dissolve it out with solvents, depending. And then they treat the oil with sodium hydroxide, a very corrosive base. Then with phosphoric acid, a very corrosive acid then with bleaching clays which to take out the color molecules because they attract light, which damages the oil. And then the oil goes rancid, and now they have to deodorize it to get the stink off, and they have to heat it to frying temperature to get that done. And in that processing, you end up with a colorless, odorless, tasteless oil, but you also end up with about half to 1% of the molecules of the oil being damaged by that processing on top of that you'll have pesticides in it because they don't they, they don't use organically grown seeds and you get plastic in the oil because they put it in plastic bottles and plastic swells when you put oil in it and then plastic leaches into oil quicker than into water i didn't know any of that stuff so 1% half to 1% damage and i thought well that can't be good So I called the Oil Chemist Society, and I said, I want to talk to a researcher. And they said, okay, we'll put put a researcher on the line. They put him on the line. And I said, so when you know that the processing you do to oils damages them, why do you do that? And he said, well, one of the reasons we do that is because we can get rid of half of the pesticides in the oil by deodorizing it at a frying temperature. He didn't say frying temperature by deodorizing it, right? I didn't know there were pesticides in oils. So in my head, I'm saying, oh, you mean the other 50% stay in the oil? So I just said in my head, I didn't tell, say that to him. And that wasn't good because I'd been poisoned by pesticides, right? So this, is, <laughs> this was not a good answer for me. So I said to him, well, why don't you start with organically grown seeds? And I got this long silence at the other end of the phone. And I waited. When he got back, he was, he was mad. He said, I don't know what your problem is. The oil is only 1% damaged, and it's 99% good. And if you got 99% on an exam, you'd be damn happy, wouldn't you? I got 99.5% on my pesticide sprayers exam. <laughs> and I used to get 100% in genetics sometimes. <laughs> so I wasn't impressed with the 99 But then I backed off and I said, well, maybe I'm overreacting. It's only 1%. So there's a saying, when in doubt, do the math. So I decided, okay, if I have a tablespoon of an oil that is treated like they do and is 1% damaged, how many damaged molecules would I find in that oil? And I'm asking you that question because I want you to answer it because you'll see why, why I'm doing that. And of course, it's hard to do that because you don't know how big molecules are and all that, but give it a shot. How many molecules, how many damaged molecules will there be in a tablespoon of oil that is 1% damaged?
0: I'm going to go with, let's say, I feel like it's a lot. A million? Two million? Okay.
1: Okay. That's good. Uh, perfect. It's perfect. Now, here's the thing a million has six zeros on it, right? So it's actually 60 quintillion. That's a lot. So quintal, 60 quintillion is, is a six followed by 19 zeros. So subtract six and you have a, zero, a six followed by 13 zeros. If it was 12 zeros, if it was 12 zeros, it would be a trillion. This is six followed by 13. So you have got 60 trillion So no, so your estimate is 60 trillion times too low, so that when people use these oils and they have a guess like you did, they think it is 60 trillion times safer than it actually is, Mm -hmm. right? They're doing 60 trillion times more damage to themselves by using these oils Mm -hmm. than they think they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's why I do it because you say, wow, I had no idea. So, how much is 60 quintillion molecules? In one tablespoon, you get enough damaged molecules to get more than a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. A million damaged molecules, a tablespoon. But we usually use two, or f- two to four a day. So, you got to multiply that in. You got the pesticides, you got the plastic um we use them for frying when you fry oils you probably damage them 3 to 6 times more than they're already damaged so you got to multiply that in and if you do that for 30 years you have to multiply the number that you just came up with by 10,000 times cuz there's about 10,000 days in 30 years that's astronomical numbers of unnatural toxic molecules that we are feeding ourselves on a daily basis and more health problems come from damaged oils than any other part of nutrition and more health benefits will come from oils if we do if we give the body the oil change it needs from the dirty oils out the clean oils in and out of that calculation, I said, you know what? I can't get healthy on dirty oils like this. We should make them with health in mind. And how do you do that? Oils are very sensitive to damage by light, by oxygen, and by heat. So you have to create a pressing, pressing system that is super tight, so no light, no oxygen, and only low temperature. Get to the oil while it's being pressed, while it's being filtered, while it's being settled, and while it's being filled. And then when you take the, and then you keep it refrigerated in the factory, they ship it to the stores, they keep it refrigerated, you take it home, you keep it refrigerated, and then you use that oil that you're keeping in the refrigerator on foods after they come off the heat source. And you never, ever, 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 ever use the oil for frying. And then the oil is in, remains in its natural state you get omega-3 and omega-6, both of which are essential by the definition I already gave. And then you have to get them in the right ratio because they compete in the body. And if you get too much of one, it crowds out the other. If you get too much of the other, it crowds out the one. So you have to get the ratio right. And then you, you take that oil and you add it to food. You always add it to food. Could be shakes, could be uh, smoothies, could be Uh, mashed potatoes, could be pasta sauce, could be steamed veggies, and they're compatible with all foods. And you wanna get a tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day. That's why two to four tablespoons for most people. And you get enough ballpark, that's the enough to make your skin soft and velvety because omega three and six form a barrier in the skin against the loss of moisture. And if you have dry skin, you need more good oils.
0: And which kind of oil specifically?
1: Well, we started with flax oil because that's the richest source of omega-3 commonly available.
0: You're the inventor of that, am I correct?
1: I, I developed the sh- machinery that for making oils with health in mind. And flax oil was the first oil we developed in 1986. And, 19, and so it has a lot of omega-3s and 99% of the population is not getting enough Omega threes for optimum health and every cell requires it.
0: Is it, is, that, is it essential to do it as an oil or if people, I know a lot of people eat flax seeds that are still seed form.
1: Yeah, well, if you, if you just swallow the seeds without chewing them up, they will literally go through your body and you can plant them and they'll still grow because they have a very hard covering on them because the seed is not there to feed you. The seed is there to make another flax plant. So then you have, to, you have to chew them up or blend them up or do something if you want to get the nutrition. But there's another issue. People say to me, well, you know, why don't you just use whole foods? Because nature's, you know, that's how nature did it. And of course, it's how, that is how nature did it. And so I asked the question, is, is optimum health nature's mandate? Because if optimum health is nature's mandate, then just eating whole foods would get your optimum health. But I'm not sure that that's true because here's here's what nature does. Nature wants you healthy enough to grow up, wants you healthy enough to be able to reproduce, wants you healthy enough so you can take care of your kids until your kids don't need you anymore and then neither does nature. And so then when your kids are grown, like if you if you didn't live in a civilized place, you were just hanging out, you'd probably have your kid, your, your first kid when you're 14, 15, maybe, maybe 20, if you're if you're slow, right? By the time the kids are grown and don't need you anymore, you're 40. And then nature will recycle you. Well, how would you how would nature do that? You should never be optimally healthy. Because if you're optimally healthy, you'll you'll live longer. But if nature wants to recycle you at 40, then it's best to keep you suboptimally healthy or minimally healthy. Because then when it's time to, you know, your, your machinery slows down in your body as you get older. So by the time you hit 40, 45, it's recycling time. So, but I wanted to test it because that's just a theory. So what I did is I took seeds and nuts, and I, by this time I was working with the blend because some flaxseed oil made me omega-6 deficient because it's poorly balanced. It has four times more omega-3 than omega-6, and that crowds up the omega-6s. So I got dry eyes, skipped heartbeats, arthritis-like pain in my finger joints and thin papery skin. Fixed it by eating sunflower seeds which have only omega-6s and no omega-3s So i brought the balance back symptoms went away can you eat them at the same time yeah well then then we made a blend because i'm trying to get people healthy you know my big my big inspiration was oh my god if we could bring omega-3s back into people's diets and they weren't damaged by light oxygen or heat oh my god we could help almost everybody and you know it feels really good in the heart when you help helping is like very satisfying right it doesn't satisfy you if you haven't done your homework to know how to get, get there. But once you've done that, helping is the thing that makes, makes you shine. Helping is, makes, makes, is what makes you happy, right? We talked about on the last one, right? So I was totally inspired to do that. And then it became omega-6 deficient. That's why we developed the blend, because we got it, had to get the ratio right. So we mixed flax, sunflower, sesame, evening primrose oil, rice germ, oat germ, coconut, a little bit of coconut, less than vitamin E and made a blend that has everything in it that you need, nothing you should avoid in the right ratio, all organic, made with health in mind. And so we started working with the blend. I decided to see if I could get optimum health from just eating seeds and nuts. And I was in California And it was summer, you need less oil in summer than in winter. I use four tablespoons in winter and only two or three in summer because in winter you burn more of it to create heat to, to keep you warm. So I was in summer in California. I used five tablespoons of flax and three tablespoons of sunflower and sesame to get the same ratio as the ratio we have in the blend. And I couldn't eat more than that because flax. Absorbs six times its weight in water. So it super swells up. So my five tablespoons became 30 tablespoons. So I was doing 33 tablespoons of seeds to get my omega-3s and sixes. And the ratio was the same. And even in summer, when I need less oil, I could not get my skin, I could not keep my skin from drying up. And so my answer to that question was, Because it's a great question. And everybody asked it. My answer to that question was, I can't do it on seeds alone. Some people may be able to. And some people can't even do it with the oil because they're high metabolizers. And they burn the oil before it makes it to the skin. And those people may actually need to put some coconut oil on their skin from the outside. That's maybe probably, I guess, two to 5% of the population are high metabolizers like
0: that. How do you know if you're one of those?
1: Well, you take a tablespoon per 50, and if your skin c- keeps being dry, then you, then you use coconut. Now, I, when we started, we were in the, in the height of low-fat diets. Everybody's on low-fat diets. So I went to the Vegetarian International Society and gave a talk there in Vegas. And so I got on stage, and I said, so how many of your uh, – are how many of you are pl- completely plant-based all the hands went up Then i said how many of you have dry skin all the hands went up and i said okay so there's something to be said for eating plants or eating more plant-based but the mistake you're making in your plant-based diet is you're not getting enough oil that's why your skin is dry shows up in the desert more than in humid climates shows up in winter more than in summer when your skin is dry you need more of the right kind of oil and the omega-3 and 6 together form a barrier in the skin against the loss of moisture and skin gets them last and loses them first because the inner organs get priority on it because you can live with dry skin but you can't live with a dried out heart or dried out liver so liver they get priority on them when it makes it to the skin and you know, your skin is soft and velvety, you know, that the rest of your body has what it needs. It's a nice, easy way to keep track of it. And it doesn't make your skin greasy, but it makes it velvety because the oils, the, the, the essential fatty acids kind of set, keeps pushing away from each other.
0: Did That's, people think you were nuts? No pun intended.
1: <laughs> oh, people still think I'm nuts. wait when i did that no i says but you know what this is an experiment the body is an experiment the body is the laboratory i can do things to it and it'll change and i'll get symptoms just like if you eat junk food you're going to end up with a junk body if you do everything right you're going to have energy and your skin is going to be good and your brain is going to work and you know you're going to be able you're going to be capable here's the laboratory I'm gonna do any, any experiment I wanna do. It doesn't cost me a dime, other than for what I put in it. So I can do an experiment at least for one person. What does my body tell me? And in, the video, in some ways we are different, in, 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 not in huge ways, but in some ways. And so what do you do? You need to find out what works for your body. If you can get soft, smooth, velvety skin, on whole on whole seeds and nuts alone go for it I, I eat them too but i can't get my skin right so i use oils on top oils on top of that my conclusion was yeah my idea that uh you know after your kids are grown uh, nature would happily recycle you uh for turns out for me to be true i'm 81 now so i'm cheating nature a little and in order to do that i i may i have to hydrate some of the essential nutrients that nature makes. They're still essential nutrients.
0: And the oil that you make through your company is, I believe, I may be incorrect here, but it's the number one in the world, is it not?
1: Nobody's doing what we're doing.
0: Yeah, that's what
1: I thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because why? It's because my brainchild. You know, it was my obsession that created all that. There are people who make flax oil. They never got further than I did because it wasn't their obsession. They were just selling stuff. Right, And they put it in plastic bottles, really dumb idea. We started in plastic when I I found out that oils swell plastic and then plastic leaches into oil. It's in the encyclopedia of plastics. That's where I found it. I told all the people who were making flax oil, and they all learned from me. I told them, change the glass because plastic leaches into oils. None of them would do it because plastic is cheaper and easier to work with.
0: My yeah, all my balsamics and all my avocado oil and my olive oil. I, I only buy glass.
1: Yeah, yeah, oil belongs in glass
0: Yeah, and dark glass as well.
1: Yeah, dark glass. And then we put a box around it to keep the light out. So nobody wanted to do that either, because that's again, it's more it's more it's more work. And it's more expensive, but you actually get something that isn't damaged. See, and you can tell by whether they package in glass or plastic, whether they actually care about health or environment. We're, we're the only guys in glass. And we're the only ones who have a, a, the ratio. You know, people co- tried to copy it, but they didn't know the ratio. And then they didn't know because different people think different ratios are, are better. But I, I've been working with people and getting the feedback for 40 years. I know more about it than anybody on the planet. And we use a ratio that's higher in omega three. That's not what the researchers say, but the researchers aren't, aren't talking to real people. They're doing experiments in laboratories. So some of them say four times more omega six than omega three. You do not get the results we get with our, our richer in omega three. And then Mm -hmm. we did some studies with athletes. They never got published because we weren't affiliated with the university. When people took a tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day of Udo's oil mixed in food and intake spread out over the course of the day, how so we recommend to take it, within a month, within 30 days, if they did their sport to exhaustion, they had 40 to 60% more bigger, longer performance, more stamina, more better performance, 40 to 60%, just by changing the oil.
0: When you took it to market, was it yeah. hard to convince the grocery, uh, you're in Whole Foods, I know, but was it hard to convince those people to carry it? Because I imagine it would cost a little more.
1: When we started, we were, we were uh, doing flax oil. And how that, no, what happened was, we, when, I, when I realized, oh my God, I could help so many people, I just got so lit up there was so much enthusiasm and juice and energy. I mean, we we did a tour in a van without air conditioning, in the hottest months of the year in the United States, I slept on the floor of the van, we had our, our clothes on a broomstick inside the double doors. And we basically worked all day and then drove all night, we were just so on fire. And you know what, it was the enthusiasm that that carry that through. In two years, flax oil became the second highest selling oil in the health food trade where we were working. And no, everybody wanted, you know, nobody said, Oh, no, 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 Everybody wanted to carry the oil, everybody, because there was so much juice, and it just became a huge buzz. And then everybody wanted to, and then we would say, well, do you have refrigeration in your, in your storage? If they said yes, I would hand them to the guy who did the deals to see if they could make a deal. If they said no, I'd say, are you willing to bring it in? If they said yes, I'd say, well, call us when you have it. And if they said no, I would say, this is a good time to end the interview. We were not going to do business with anybody who wasn't willing to take care of our precious oils. It was wild. I mean, they, they were, we had lineups for people wanting to carry the oil. Everybody wanted to carry the oil because everybody was talking about it. Oh my god, Udo, making oils with health in mind. You know, it was like, you know, and then when the when the blend came along, you know, it was not a big deal. It was Udo's oil. <laughs> we called it Udo's oil, right? Udo's oil, Udo, oh, Udo, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we want that. We want that. The buzz started it, but people consistently saw improvements so regularly that a lot of the the marketing was was done by people talking to their friends. And that's the value of taking the time and making the effort at the front end to create something that is so aligned with nature that you actually see the results. And I don't know a single nutritional product, not any of the 18 minerals or the 13 vitamins or the nine essential amino acids except for the omega-3, because it's the the biggest nutrient deficiency of our time, most widespread nutrition deficiency of our time. I've not seen remarkable results like that consistently f- with any other nutrient.
0: Do you have your own orchards or do you source for your nuts? No,
1: no, no, no. It's, so, it's sourced. We source it from uh, flax from Canada. And you can't, you know, uh, we have sesame seed. Well, that grows in a different climate than flax does. So we could go, go organically grown farms. We have agreements with, uh, with the farmers. And then we have, we have places like in Canada is flax. Flax is a, is a northern seed. Omega-3s are kind of northern oils. So we get it from, from Canada. But if Canada has a drought, we might get it from uh, Argentina or if it doesn't in Argentina, there's places in Europe where you can get it as well. And then the sesame comes from other places, you know, again, and they, but it's got to be organic, got to be certified, you know, they got, so you have to know the farmers because there are some people who say it's organic when it's not, you know, so, so there's always that kind of stuff. And so, and so we get it from everywhere and we built the machinery, we had engineers build the parts to the machinery because no oil the oil industry doesn't make those kind of tight systems because they're more interested in shelf life than they are in health and that gives them a big market and it's a huge industry it's a hundred billion dollar industry a year you know work relatively small I think flax is about a billion dollars a year
0: I often wonder about shelf life I think well what happens if your product, for example, sits on the shelf for what you personally would deem too long. Is there some sort of an agreement that they have to only have it for X amount of years or days or months? No,
1: yeah, there's a one year shelf life if it's refrigerated and closed. Once you open it, we recommend you use it within eight weeks. If you want a longer shelf life than a year, freeze it, freeze it, put it in the freezer oil shrinks when you freeze it so the the bottles won't break you know water expands and breaks bottles you freeze the oil in the freezer that's what i do i get a case at a time stick it in the freezer pull out the bottle i'm using put it in the fridge open it use it within eight weeks but if you're using a teaspoon tablespoon or two tablespoons or four tablespoons a day it, you you go through it through the bottle way quicker than that mm-hmm shelf life on all of that if if it's in transit longer than two weeks it gets shipped refrigerated like when we ship it to europe and asia it's shipped refrigerated it's important two weeks maximum non-refrigerated
0: i'm very excited to try this for myself as i have not had it before yeah i eat nuts every day
1: yeah play with it see yeah, you, you might be one of those people who doesn't need oil, can just do it with nuts alone. I can't, I just... I, I'm.
0: Oh no, in the winter, in the winter, I personally start drying out. My fingers crack, my lips crack.
1: Yeah, well, that'll stop. <laughs> that'll stop if you, ta- if you use enough oil. My fingers used to crack, my fingers never crack. You know, I have nothing, I have no arth- arthritis. Oh, here's my fingers, see? Yeah. Not, nothing there, no, no cracks.
0: And I come from a family of arthritis people, so I'm I'm only I'm only yeah. to try anything, yeah, uh, to preserve health.
1: Yeah, good wellbeing. idea. Might as yeah. well, you know. <laughs> Might as I ain't well, getting any you know, younger I, either. <laughs> I, I, I know I I know I'm gonna die one day. That's what people say. Oh, why worry about it? Oh, you're gonna die anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, but I want to die healthy. <laughs>
0: right my dad always says that as well why yeah. die miserable die healthy which yeah, is yeah. True. It's, it's a conundrum of course but I know yeah. what he's to
1: say and when and when you have pain you know the pain is is a the pain is your friend it's trying to tell you something something needs to be different here it doesn't tell you what it is so then you have to mess around and try and figure it out right mm-hmm. but pain is not pain is not an enemy pain is a pain is a You know, if it wasn't for pain, we would we would get really stupid and never find our way back.
0: There is disorder that there are certain there's a tiny, tiny percentage of humans that don't feel pain. They're born with the inability and it's a very dangerous way to live a life.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, there are diabetics who don't have any pain receptors in their legs and they bang into stuff. And they actually injure themselves. And sometimes they injure themselves and they're bleeding and they don't even notice because they're because in diabetes your your nerves kind of get deadened, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how are you gonna make it through the world if you can't feel that you're banging into something? How would you know? Then I got into digestion because that's the second most neglected area. And in digestion, most things that go wrong with digestion, you can fix with digestive enzymes or probiotics, or fiber, or bitters, bitter herbs, you know, or a combination of those. So I got into that next, which should so work with digestive enzymes and probiotics. And uh, I brush my teeth with probiotics, and I don't wake up with bad breath in the morning. How about that? And I have no, you know, no digestion problem issues at all. I eat lots of raw, lots of, lots of plant-based. I'm 81 and I have a ton of energy, you know, and also weight digestive enzymes. Uh, they'll digest the protein coat off viruses. So they're very helpful, raw foods and digestive enzymes, very helpful with respiratory issues. Probiotics, very important to keep unfriendly bacteria to get, get from getting out of hand in your digestive system. Uh, Fiber, obviously good for bowel regularity and blood sugar, slowing blood sugar absorption and all of that. Bitters for liver, both liver and digestive function. So then I did that. Then I got into uh, greens because it's like, okay, well, well, what else do we need to do here? Oh, greens. Yeah, everybody knows they should be eating their greens and most people don't. So we made digestive, we made uh, 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 portable greens that people can take on the road if they want to pay attention to their intake. And sometimes when you travel, you know, you're around a lot of bad food. So you can take them along and make your own green drink in the morning or, or put them in your oatmeal or whatever, put them on your bacon and eggs. I know, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 Uh, And, uh, and then I got and then after that, I got into what else affects health. And I realized, Oh, my God, everything affects health. And so that's when I said, OK, we need to create a field of total health based in nature and human nature and the, and the inner part of it that is most neglected, the the contentment part and the unconditional empowering love part and the inspiration part that are all internal to each human being is the most neglected of all topics on this planet. And so that's, that's what I got into. That's what I'm into now that we talked about that the last time I came on.
0: Yeah, that was a great conversation. Human
1: human I, nature, yeah.
0: It seems to me that, especially in the United States, that we are a, a human race now that is weirdly obese and yet starving.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, why why is that? Because we eat refined foods. White sugar has no nutrients in it, only fuel. White flour has had a lot of nutrients taken out, and the white oils have had all the nutrients taken out except the f- essential fatty acids and a part of that is damaged. And so when you're eating f- foods like that, you don't get you stay hungry because your body is still saying I need more because you're supposed to be eating undamaged you're supposed to be eating whole foods and you're getting your minerals and your vitamins, and you don't have a hunger for magnesium and a hunger for omega-3s and a hunger for zinc. You just have hunger, and all of zinc, zinc, and all of the minerals and, and vitamins came with the whole foods. So life never elaborated different nutrient needs for specific nutrients. Right. So then when you eat badly, you eat foods, not the way nature made them, but the way industry made them. Then you set yourself up for never being satisfied eating more than you need. On top of that, you got stress that makes you eat. Also, on top of that, we've we've focused on carbs and carbs will make, turn on fat production and turn off fat burning in the body. And so then what happens? You overeat them, your blood sugar goes up. The excess goes in the cells, is turned into fat, then your blood sugar goes down, then you get cravings, then you get carb addiction and carb addiction has been measured to be between four and eight times more addictive than cocaine, right? And then you get all of the junk. I mean, I don't know what, I I think it's something like 60 to 80% of the foods that people eat in North America, not just US by the way, Canada, Europe too. 90 uh, 60 to 80 percent is like junk food, fast food.
0: It's white also flour. much cheaper, unfortunately. And beware of the word enriched, never a good
1: thing. Yeah, yeah. enriched. Yeah, how, you know how enriched goes? They take 26 minerals and vitamins out of the grain, then they add six back, and then they call it enriched. It should have been called impoverished. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that isn't going to change just like. All of our crazy warness and all of that crazy fighting and conflict we have is not gonna get fixed until we feel whole inside and enjoy our life, while our physical health problems are not gonna get fixed until we begin to live in line with nature again, eat our foods the way nature makes them. So that would be fresh, whole, raw, organic. For human, mostly plant-based.
0: Yeah, the organisms that live in our body have their own agenda. For example, you mentioned probiotic. When Mm -hmm. the little bugs in our bellies and in our colon uh, they if there's an over let's ex, let's just say yeast, for example, yeast wants more sugar. So yeah. it's gonna create in your mind the idea that you want you think you want candy or ice cream or sugary things when in reality, it's not you that wants it, it's the little organisms that are pulling levers in your brain.
1: Yeah, but you have to be a little careful. It's true yeast loves sugar and cancer cells love sugar. And it's true that they have their own ways to try and get what they want. But you got to be careful, you're still in charge and you still can make decisions. And fundamentally, what you need to do to get rid of the yeast and the, and the cancer cells is you need to cut sugar out of your diet completely. Doesn't mean you can't eat fruit, no white sugar. I got no white sugar in my house. I never use it. No white flour. I, I don't have bread or pasta or pancakes or any of that garbage in my house. I eat seeds, nuts, greens, fruit. And whole foods, the way nature made them. If it ain't the way nature made it, don't eat it. Except are you vegan? Except for the oil, no. I don't like vegan. I like plant based, and I don't like some of the harshness that goes with some vegan philosophies. I posted an article on one of my web on one of my social media, and the title was "Love." is more important than vegetables. Because if you're going to be eat vegetables and you treat people like crap, you're not helping the planet that much. I would rather talk to a meat eater who, who is kind to people than to a vegan who, who is abrasive. You know, the abrasiveness is, is completely misguided, in my, in my opinion. We need more peace and more love and more inspiration on the planet. And uh, I think a good case can be made for eating whole food plant-based much more than we do. And out of insight comes the change in habits, not out of being hammered over the head. So it's just bad strategy. So I don't, I don't want to be associated with that kind of strategy. Rarely do I have any dairy. Very rare. I haven't eaten meat. I don't know how for, for how long or eggs. And I feel really, you know, and I'm a type O, they're supposed to be the meat eaters, according to one of the, you know, the blood type diet. I've always done better on vegetables. The older I get, the more I eat raw, and raw works for me really well, raw organic, plant based, fresh, whole.
0: Well, I think you Let- made a good point too that you said you have to experiment and see what works well for your
1: body. Yeah. Yeah. and how
0: your body responds. Yeah,
1: and it'll change. You have to keep experimenting because it changes with age. Because what I what worked when I was younger doesn't work for me now. And don't I don't I know it. <laughs> I do exceptionally well on on plant based. Okay, you know, plant based raw, you know, I never sort of set out say, Oh, yeah, I think plant based raw. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a really good idea. It wasn't like that. I'm just following what works for my body. And, uh, you know, like I say, I'm 81 and people People can't believe how young I am. That's, that's what they say. You say, you look like you're in your 60s. Yeah, and you talk like you're still a kid. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: tell everyone how they might find you again,
1: Uh, Udo's choice, Udo's choice.com. That's where the products are. And then uh, the Udo, T-H-E-U-D-O. That's the website we're building. That's more on the on the big picture stuff, the total health and the the uh, psychology stuff. And you know the the human nature i have a youtube channel under udo erasmus and i'm on instagram and if you punch in udo on google udo not even a four-letter word you i'm on the first page because there are not so many udos on the planet okay nice it was it was always an embarrassment to have a strange name like that but now it's a bonus <laughs> absolutely and yeah. i
0: know that whole foods carries your products and
1: all the all the health food stores it's in the fridge the the oil is in the fridge in the supplement section in the health food stores the probiotics are on, under the flora brand uh they're also in the fridge and the enzymes are on the shelf because they don't need refrigeration as long as they're dry and the greens i think they're yeah the greens are also on the shelf
0: yeah thank you so much for coming back on the show I all right
1: all right thank you
0: thank you for listening everybody Yeah, it's been really great.
1: Yeah, cool. Thanks, Susan. Take care. All right.
0: Rate, review, and subscribe to Hey Human Podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. Bye.